Welcome to episode 118, the most festive episode of the year as we head into this holiday season. I'm Joe Tonks, joined by David Johnson and Adam Willerton. How you doing? All right. I'm half asleep. Full of some Christmas cheer? No, that's mm. not the reason. Uh, okay. <laughs> I am feeling, um, I said in last week's podcast uh, that uh, I thought I was finishing on this like Friday, but mm-hmm. read the calendar wrong. I'm here till next Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not so bad. This is still uh, the last Thursday of, of the year. So we're probably not going to do another podcast till new year. Yeah. I think so, so really got to blow the doors off this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, David's been spending a lot of time building. Have you, have you seen the, the things? Adam? Oh no, I didn't. Okay. Right. David can probably explain it better than me. No, 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 No. this isn't the wreath. The wreath's gone. Yeah, I saw the aftermath of that. Yeah, don't know what happened. Maybe because it's been sat in the attic for the last year or so, our ram wreath. Yeah, last year's ram wreath of what there is a video on YouTube of. Yeah. Constructing. Yeah, Yeah, I'll put that on the episode. It went up to the attic at the end of last Christmas and it came down in many pieces. Got Mm. brittle up there or something. Yeah. Yeah. It gets very hot and also very cold in that. Oh, actually, yeah, that makes space, sense. So. Did you use just glue gun? You were skeptical. Yeah, it was just a second. glue gun. I thought someone had probably dropped it and said, "Oh, yeah, the the brittleness. It's <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty well constructed. I think it could take a good a good drop or two, but yeah, no, it was really good that. But not you know temperature and time. <laughs> it wasn't prepared for that. That's what gets us all. Yeah, but so we we can rebuild. But no, not that. Um, we had some boxes turn up last week, was it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Some uh, Kickstarter. I'll let David tell it. A Kickstarter. He, his that, idea. That delivered. Yeah. Oh. Um, it w- It's called Wonderstructs. Uh, and it feels it's at least a year, if not two, that we, that I came up or found this thing on, I think on a Twitter post or something and said, hey, we should get this for the office. And Had you fully forgotten about it? Um, it's been in and out of my mind. Um, it it did. Yeah. I did forget about it for a good half a year because no updates and you know, these Kickstarters, they're all like, you know, we, we just need this small amount of money and then we'll ship things out to you next year. Uh, and then it turns out that everybody jumps on it and suddenly they've got hundreds of thousands of dollars and they're going, Oh, actually we need to put some effort into this thing. Um, Oh, we've run across these problems with manufacturing. Oh, we need to find more suppliers for this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically what it is, is, um, a series of sheets of wood, which have been laser cut, uh, to form these sort of parts that you can assemble into a giant marble run that you can Ah. mount on a wall. And the central idea is that you have these sort of these wooden discs with magnets in the middle of them that you permanently affix to your wall in a, in a grid formation. Um, And then you attach to those with other pieces with magnets that form, which are the, the struts uh, and then you can attach your marble run pieces to those. So you can, you, you set up your, your wall to begin with, but then you can keep rearranging and remixing mm. the whole marble run part of it. Mm. So you may have noticed as you walk through the door that we do have two rows of these little, uh, little wooden circles. Uh, no, I didn't see. And that's, that's going to be eventually, I suppose that's going to spread across the entire wall. Yeah. There's um, a few of them. I mean, uh david's barely got started yeah when you when you sit down and start looking at this kit it's uh it's <laughs> a bit of an undertaking yeah the kind of oh yeah we'll get some you know get some wooden parts that we just have to pop out of the and slot together it's uh, one of those journey not the destination type of thing maybe like meccano yeah i mean i hope it works like yeah. the the wall size that you need is 
reasonably large. It's all kind of built around a, a specific grid. Yeah. Um, so you get like a, um, it's, it's powered. So you get a motor and a plug, which is American because it's an American Kickstarter. So that's another problem we need to solve. Mm, um, solve that. Yeah, it's pretty easy. But um, yeah, it's it's got a sort of, um, what would you call it? Like a, a conveyor pulley, belt yeah. escalator thing in the middle. So it's all, you know, self-propelled. You you bring the marbles up to the top and then dump them down your your roots and then they off they go come come down to the bottom and get lifted back up again so um but that is it says in the instructions specifically designed to be you know five of these wall mounts high so you you could reconfigure the layout you could do something else but they've not tested it yeah And also you don't want to have to take those things off the walls because they've got the, they've, they're one of those things, you know, where you have the sticky thing to put them on and there's mm. another one to take them off. Right, yeah. But I don't know how many attempts you get at that. Yeah. You don't want to mess it up. Lay, laying that out as being a bit sort of, ah, I don't know whether we're going to, you know, start at one end of the wall. Mm. But the wall we're putting it on has a door in the middle of it and also <laughs> is like a, it's one of these false walls like temporary walls so it's got sort of metal slats up and down it at various intervals so we're trying to fit it so that we've got the right height and the right width but also none of these dots line up to the point where we're trying to put a dot on top of a metal slat because it's Hmm. not going to work and also we've got to figure out whether or not we can get stuff over the door or not here's something to consider as well people sit directly on the other side of that door and what with it being like a, a thin wall or more of a partition wall, how long until they go crazy from just all day hearing thump, thump, back again? It's got wind chimes in it as well. Does it? It does. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So glad it's downstairs far away from my desk. <laughs> I mean, it's a first impression. You'd walk through the door, and presumably when it's done, and you'd look at it and you'd think, Wow. It's like I'm at Google or whoever's <laughs> cool at the moment. I mean, I hope so. Yeah. It's it's all, like, it seemed like a great idea and I don't think a huge amount of thought was put into all of the ins and outs and practicalities. Okay. We were going to put it on a completely different wall, but we've changed our minds. And I've said you should get it to go around a corner, you know, just have it overhang off one corner and drop down onto another bit. So the yeah, thing is, that might be possible, and oh, and if we can do that, then great. But we don't really know until we've constructed everything. Until you've got some pieces and you can kind of test run some marbles through it. I don't know. Because you've got... It, it comes with all these kind of like different angled corners and so on. Um, it's Loopy like loops. Multiple 80, 85 degree corners, which I think are for a loop... I think that's the point of an 85 degree corner because normally... You have to get some momentum you'd... going on. Yeah. Um, there's kind of like a sample layout on the front, which is a full-on big drop mm. and then loop. Um, but yeah, so we we might be able to get it to do some really cool things, but until we've kind of fully assembled it and seen, you know, like how smoothly do the marbles run through this or do you need to have a big drop before you try and get them to do anything like a loop or... If they're at kind of a, uh, a sustained momentum or if you, could, if you know how fast they're going to go, you could get a jump in there. Yeah. You know, just have a have like a, an off-ramp and then an on-ramp. Well, there's a, uh, there's a couple of pieces that would be potentially able to catch them. I feel like in the real world when you run anything like that for any length of time something's going to go wrong if you're relying on like jumps by by the end of the day all the marbles will be under the sofa or something yeah or there'll be someone concussed in the hallway (laughs) because they got sideswiped by one of them yeah um any (laughs) idea how long it's going to take us to put this thing together i don't know we need two boxes Yes, we bought two bought two, two of, of these kits. <laughs> and one box looks pretty like there's a lot of stuff in it. We need some wood glue as oh. well. Got to glue the bits together. Don't use a glue gun. No. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> Next Christmas it'll be falling off the wall. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, watch this space I guess because 
I'm sure Adam Watch will. Watch that space. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that is Adam, great social media uh, content. Adam loves this kind of that. stuff for uh, his Twitter and his... Uh, get that on Facebook, get some yeah. blogs, get a YouTube video going. Mm-hmm. See, I thought of you at the Christmas meal, getting pictures. Yeah, thanks for that. That's good. <laughs> That's all right. It was good. It was good fun. Basically, if you if you see, if we make any progress on this, it'll probably end up on social media. Mm. And if nothing happens on social media, either we're super busy or it was really difficult and we gave up. We'll never sure. speak of it again. Yeah. yeah. On a complete tangent, have you seen the new Sonic the Hedgehog live action? <laughs> Man, what are they doing? <laughs> I don't know. Have you not seen it, David? Uh, no, I think I, I saw a headline and I didn't click through on it. You know when people do weird pictures of Sonic the Hedgehog, like just through ineptness, maybe, when they're drawing, mm. and they draw Sonic with weirdly human proportions? Like Sonic's got weird human legs. In this new live adapt, live. I'm slowly watching David's face drop as he looks at this. <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to establish what I'm finding. <laughs> if like, it, is this, if you is think this it real? looks bad, it is. Re- that's what we're talking about. Okay. One, yeah. I think there's a couple of, of, of images from it. Yeah, there's like, it's like a both point of his of view. legs. Isn't there? there's weird <laughs> yeah, there's a point of view on where he sat on like top of the Golden Gate Bridge or something, and like his big. Hairy blue. Oh my gosh, those legs are weird. <laughs> it's really strange, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's basically it is human proportion with a massive hedgehog <laughs> head on it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's weird. It's kind of like they saw the reaction to because you've seen that Pokemon live action movie that they yeah the Detective yeah. Pikachu one yeah and everyone's reaction was kind of like huh actually yeah you know the the Pokemon look all right considering you know you've translated these weird japanese animation creatures into the real world and i wonder if that emboldened the sonic the hedgehog movie staff to go <laughs> maybe our sonic doesn't look weird <laughs> but man it does yeah yeah there's no real like pictures of his face yet which makes me think they haven't done it yet <laughs> i saw a picture it was from back when i think chris pratt was attached to it where there's a sonic in the background kind of reclining like like sunbathing. Oh, really? Yeah, but it looks less, I don't know, the legs look less weird. So maybe <laughs> maybe they redesigned, maybe they had a focus group in and said, you know what, people just aren't going for the cartoon legs. How who's, would it be able to uh, run so fast? Who's in this one? I'm not sure. I do not know. But, oh. There is oh, someone, isn't there? Yeah. The guy from Parks and Rec who plays yes. John Raphael. Yes. <laughs> he's, uh, he's Sonic. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey, James Marston. What are they doing? <laughs> hey. uh, Jim Carrey plays Dr. Ivo Robotnik. Does he? Really? Does. <laughs> I mean, I, I could see that. What a payday. <laughs> James Marston is Tom Wachowski. Uh, I'm not sure who that is. I, I don't know if that's a new. I think that'll just be like some guy, won't it? Some Sonic's guy. human friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got to have human friends. Secretary of Homeland Security. <laughs> oh, right. It's one of those. Parisian little girl. We got to get that hedgehog. <laughs> Is it going to be, are the government going to be pro hedgehog? Is it going to be like. I think they'll be anti hedgehog. And it's... then they'll realize the scope of his power and they'll defeat the real evil using him and they'll get redemption. I think there'll be a bit where he turns into supersonic. Yeah. Do you reckon. Oh, do you think oh, you know what's going to happen don't you like no. Miles, <laughs> Miles Prower will be a human Miles Tails, Tails Prower yeah it will be a human and uh, he'll just have like red hair or something and uh, that'll just be like oh guys hey, uh, hey. we couldn't afford to animate Tails as well but look <laughs> one of them will have a mobile phone and every time they get a call it makes the ding ring yeah noise. <laughs> It's going to be awful. It's going to be terrible. Is there a situation where this could not be terrible? Because I don't think there is. I don't know. Trying to think of the last film that looked terrible that wasn't. What? When was the last good original franchise where they haven't rebooted something? Is it (laughs) when you say reboot, like an adaptation of a book series, or of anything? You mean like a film? Yeah, like something that's turned into a film that's not something that's already been done. Lord of the Rings. 
That was an adaptation from a book. Oh, you Av- mean original movie? Yeah. Adam Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's two more of them coming out. So isn't, you better get Isn't there more than two? I thought there was like seven, weren't there? I don't know. But yeah, well, but way. even that you could there's well isn't there an argument? It's based on Pocahontas. It's, it's pretty. It is pretty yeah, much cut and paste. Pocahontas, isn't it? Just your, your classic kind of. Oh, what was that film called? Oh, it's based on some film, isn't it? Some like old animated film. What Avatar? Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. They're like, but they're like fairies in it or something, and like what Fern Gully? That's it. That's what it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it's based on. Okay, so I, I did not recognize Fern Gully in uh, Avatar. So, so is that bit where the tree that, gets knocked down? Is that it? Uh, Tim Curry it plays like an evil smoke demon thing, and uh, he's imprisoned in a tree. And they're like, "Don't cut the trees down!" And then they go cut down that tree, and he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm out!" And then he gets inside a logging machine. Oh, right. Is he like the personification of wow. humanity's ability? To destroy or something like that. Uh, it's something about pollution. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. If he's Ecology. Yeah, fair enough. Nano machine swarm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that one, Adam. Yeah. I'm not sure. There's got to be. I was be thinking one. about it as I was watching Gremlins last night, but that's a different. Oh, yes. <laughs> but... That's a story for another podcast. Yeah. Um, fair enough. I'm sure there have been stuff. I know, I can't think of anything, though. It's, I don't always recognise when something's adapted from a, you know, a, a book or a short story. I'm just thinking though. of, like, all the big films that have been out recently, Are you thinking like of things Marvel that have, like, and franchises? Stuff. Yeah, that like... Have, I mean, where do you draw the line, like, Frozen, for instance? Yeah, okay, fair enough. But have they, is there a Frozen 2? Incredible. There's Frozen's Olaf, Olaf's Adventure, isn't there? Mm. Which I presume is a short. Straight I've not to, seen it. Remember those that, straight to video Disney films? Yeah. There was a little like Aladdin one they did 2 and stuff. Where Elsa gets a cold. Ho, ho, ho. She's the Ice Queen, I think, if memory serves. I, I, I think I've never it's, seen probably, it's probably more than we're giving it credit for. We're just, start, we're just on a bit of a downer because we thought about the Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. live adaptation. <laughs> but there's stuff out there. Anywho, Christmas. Have you done your Christmas shopping yet? Nope. Okay, well. Some of it. <laughs> I thought we might have some, have a little bit of a, you know, a, 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 a blue sky session, come up with some tech ideas for Christmas 2K18. I've just got a couple of things that I've uh, pulled out of a website. Um, but I'm going to be a courteous host. I'm going to offer it to the floor first. Either of you got a pick for your tech Christmas gift 2018. I mean, if you like mini consoles, then, yeah. then there's probably a mini console out there for you. That's true. It's pretty much everything's been made now. Mm. So we talked a couple of episodes ago about uh, the mini PlayStation. Yeah. Sony's uh, PlayStation Classic. Little uh, 90 quid comes with 20 games on it. Um, not been particularly well received by enthusiasts but it seems like the kind of thing to me that would grab a mass market for yeah. the nostalgia va- value if you're slightly more techy tech able you could get yourself a raspberry pi 3 i think it is yeah uh and build your own yeah sure playstation emulator probably with a whole lot more games on but not legally have you read this about how they managed to plug a, uh, a keyboard into this thing no. Yeah, menu out of it. So I think, as I say, it genuinely feels like the PlayStation Classic has been thrown together. Digital Foundry, which is a great YouTube channel who look at technical specs of video games and stuff like that. They, they did a teardown basically showing how hard Sony dropped the ball in terms of a lot of the emulation and stuff. But then someone came out and found a few because it's just USB that the controllers use. If you just plug a keyboard in there, granted only certain types of keyboard, but if you plug them in there and press the escape key, you get the menu for the emulator that it's using behind the screen. Really? The scenes, and you can get it to do loads of things that it's not meant to be able to do. Like what? Well, I think, for instance, on games, you get a save state. So you can play a game and then you can quit out of it, but you can tell it to remember where you were. Ah, right. And you can go into this menu and you can enable loads more save states if you wanted. And there's this whole contention as well, because in America they use 
60 hertz, but over here we use 50. I've got that or at the least right way around. To. Yeah. Yeah. NTSC was Let, 60 hertz and PAL was 50. Le- less of a problem nowadays with HD TVs and what have you, but back in the day meant that if you wanted stuff from American consoles, uh, you couldn't run stuff on American consoles over here. If you wanted to play an American copy of a game, you would need an American copy of the game's console and also an American TV. Yeah. Whereas now, on this PlayStation Classic, they've just thrown a bunch of them together. Some American, some UK ones, which means that some games run f- slower than they should. Like all fighting games aren't running at the the speed that you would hope they would, or they were designed right. to run at. And if, when you get into this back menu, you can do things like toggle, whether they run in this in the American mode or the European mode. It's, it's huh. bizarre. Weird. But if you're looking for a present for someone, they like video games, potentially worse things yeah. that you could get. It's also things like, uh, we've talked about NES and SNES minis, uh, but there's like a C64, Commodore 64 Oh, mini. yeah. It's been a bump Neo Geo. I think you can get a mini like mini arcade, like looks like a little arcade machine. You yep. can sit on your desk with a screen and play Neo Geo games on. Yeah, so there's a lot of. If there's a system, somebody's probably made a mini version of it. Yeah, I've. Uh, you know, it's coming back in a big way. Go on, photos. Photos. Yeah, printing photos specifically. Actually, so, you know, that's that was one of my, going to be one of my picks. I'll let you take. I'll let you take. Uh, it might not be the same product. Yeah, I was looking at those. Um, is it is it Fuji Films Instax ones? Instax. Uh, not what I've got. I've gone for the original Polaroid. Oh uh, right, I think I mean, it, not the original Polaroid, but a Polaroid product. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, that's sim- exactly the same thing. Instax is just Fujifilm's version of Polaroid, basically. Okay. Uh, the, I think Polaroid did more square images. Instax is sort of recta- long rectangular in por- oh, portrait it de- mode. Depends on the product. Yeah. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, because it feels like the amount of photos we all take on a day to day, they're a little bit superfluous, aren't they? Mm. You know. You take them, you upload them to the cloud, you never look at them. Never look at them again. Yeah. They they only serve to be there for you to scroll through when you're looking for like an actual picture that you want to view. Mm. But um, they don't have to be superfluous thanks to, yeah, these cameras. The one I saw was called the Polaroid Mint. It's a small device. It's like four inches by three and it's a couple of centimeters thick. It's kind of like, you know, the old little Fuji fine pics, just like old digital cameras that everyone had before they had phones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, your little pocket camera it's one of those except it's got a built-in slot so that you can print off all of your little photos mm. stick them around the room whatever you like yeah I'll, i like the idea of them um like you were saying i don't know like i think if you're if you're out and about or at some kind of special occasion i think it's just a nice little memento isn't it rather than having uh just another number in your camera roll just another number yeah <laughs> yeah well, I don't know if you can print multiple copies out on these things or whether it's a take a picture. No, I think it is just one, isn't it? I guess that's kind of the whole thing they're going well, for. It, well, it exposes it onto the onto film. the actual... Well, oh, right. It's so not the, film, is it? It's just the it's the actual picture. It exposes it onto that and then prints prints it out. It's not yeah. like it's not a printer, I mean, like, it? maybe historically, but I would have thought modern ones, they could hold no, them in some I kind think, of... I matter. think you... So you, you get the print out of the of the photo and then you do have you know, a minute or two while it develops. It's not, it's not because it's not a printer. You'd have to replace ink in it. It just literally exposes it straight onto the, uh, the paper and then spits it out. And then you've just got to wait for it to develop into an actual picture. Okay. Yeah. So you don't actually have to buy ink. Just it's like a, like a classic Polaroid yeah. camera, but with, well, the versions I've seen are smaller, Yeah, uh, smaller pictures that you get out of them and smaller cameras, obviously. Sweet. I mean, the one I'm looking at has got a lithium battery in it. Yeah, that'll be for probably the flash maybe or... Just well, the mechanism. Yeah. Well, let me go. Yeah, it does have a flash on it. Looks like it's got a couple of sensors as well. Mm. Yeah. But uh, that looks that looks pretty good. I haven't got a price on that. But, uh, yeah, I think the... Well, the, definitely the Instax you can pick up for about 90 quid, I think. The only problem is the film is uh, the... Well, is it film? Is it... Paper, I don't know. Yeah, that's some kind uh, of like exposure paper. Yeah, that's that's the expensive thing. I think it works out between fifty p or to a pound per photo. 
Yeah. Got to really want to take that photo. Exactly. Yeah. No, no second chances either. No. You're trying to take a picture of a cat. The, the, there are some really good like double exposure ones. So you take two photos and it'll put, it'll layer them on top of each other so you can get some like weird effects on them. That's pretty cool. Sounds like you'll just get blurry photos. Not if you're a skilled photographer, Joe. Which <laughs> I'm not. Nobody is. <laughs> that's why we have the phones, so we don't have... Because that's the other thing. You, you then have to carry around a separate camera with you. Yep. Who wants to do that? I don't know, Joe. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. We're not just shelling Polaroid here. We are also giving negatives. <laughs> oh. oh, I didn't even think about that. That's oh. good. Yeah. Oh, good. What else you got? David, anything? Uh, in technology terms. Mm. What about things like... Uh, i, t- I tell you one I thought of. Wireless charges. That's yeah. true. As a stocking fella or something. Yeah. So I think generally... Dep- depending what you get, though, that's... I mean, a little round pad that plugs into the main. How much, how much is wireless charges going for? I've seen some... 15 quid. I've seen some for about UK deals. Like, yeah, like eight or nine. Really? Yeah, yeah. If you want the Google branded one, it's not a stocking filler. No, I'll tell how you much that. is it? Oh, I think it's somewhere. I'll I'll search it, but I think it's somewhere in the sixty seventy quid range. Because there is a I can't remember the name of them, but there is quite a popular generic brand, isn't there? I think it's got a Q in it somewhere. Um, yeah, Q I Q E. I don't know how it's yeah. pronounced, but that's a standard, not a brand. Okay, so right. It's basically, if I think both Apple and uh, the Pixel 3 are, um, support that. So basically you find out what your phone supports and it's probably that, and then you just buy a charger that corresponds to that standard. So it, it doesn't matter who's like made it as long as it supports that. The thing with the Pixel, because uh, I did briefly look at wireless chargers because I thought, hey, maybe I could get that for Christmas. Yeah. Um. The Pixel 1 will only fast charge if you get a version of the wireless charger that's made by or, like, certified by Google. How fast is fast charge? Um, so the fast charge is the 15, the, minutes, or the 15 minutes, 80% battery or something like that, I think. Mm, that's good. But yeah. yeah, that's fine. I don't mind waiting a couple of hours or so for my... Yeah, overnight is probably fine. Absolutely. Um, but but six, they... 69 quid for the Google one which seems a bit ridiculous get yourself on amazon amazon's choice choey tech wireless charger qi certified um your apple your iphones your galaxy notes whatever 10 quid all right are they any good though what's the point in them well just you don't have to just put your phone down on the side instead of hunt for the cable and plug it in but you've still got to find the wireless charger haven't you well, <laughs> well, you got the map. It's mat. not going anywhere, is it? Yeah, but I mean, like my my charger, I just keep in the plug by my bed. Yeah, but does it? Doesn't it always like fall down behind the back of your, your cabinet, and you're like, oh. Or you're what? in, you come in in the dark, and you're trying to find the plug socket on the bottom of the phone to plug it into. And... The last thing you want when you're trying to go to bed is to be hunting around for that charging cable. Yeah, you're right. That's worth seventy quid. I, uh, <laughs> I stand corrected. It's worth ten quid. <laughs> well, over yeah. I'm not who saying knows how many yeah, years. Ten quid's fine. Uh, yeah, I yeah. don't know. I'm not desperate for one though. I mean, I was saying to David earlier, like we've got a pretty uh, a playful cat, and I imagine that if I didn't have the cord there to tether the phone to the side of the of the bedside cabinet, the phone would probably be on the floor in seconds with the wireless charging. That's not a solution that wi- the wireless charging fix- fixes, though, is it? No, and it was never. Yeah, they never said it would. <laughs> they never said it would fix the whole cat Stop situation. Stop your cat from <laughs> not not compatible with cats. Yeah, but I think the thing about wireless charging is, I don't think that because because they never come bundled with phones, and I don't think that companies generally make too much of it of a noise about wireless charging i think it's just the case that a lot of people don't really know wireless charging's there yeah so i like, agree you know like there's uh you can get things like the there's a load of ikea furniture for instance that's got wireless charging built into it which that seems cool. like a decent idea like yeah. if you've got a, a desk that you is the desk that you work at you know you take your phone out your pocket and you put it down on the wireless charging mat uh that and then good. 
work away and then pick it back up again and then you know instead of draining over the course of the work day your phone's being kept topped up mm. like and you could do that with a wireless charging mat you could you know it doesn't have to be at your bedside charging it overnight it could be you know at your work desk or yeah. wherever you spend your time sat down wherever you like have one in the kitchen yeah just all over the place anyway yeah could be could be a nice little idea um PSVR, I was thinking, it's a good one. Not a stocking filler then. Not a stocking no. filler, but considering when it came out, it was like £350 mm. for the headset and the camera or somewhere whereabouts, thereabouts. Now you can get it for about 150 quid with a couple of games and the camera. That's pretty good. So, yeah, it's come down a fair bit. And granted, you do kind of have to have a PlayStation 4 to use it. Yeah. But as far as mainstream, high-end vr goes it's not bad we are coming to the end of the ps4's life cycle as well yeah i mean i don't know what they're going to do whether it's going to be transferable technology thing is i think this generation more than most people are asking what their what's going to happen to all their existing stuff yeah when ps5 rolls around in whatever iteration it comes comes around in people are saying what about all this stuff that i've digitally purchased on my old consoles what about this old hardware mm. so yeah. i yeah i mean because it's getting to the end of the ps4's life i wouldn't write it off because of that i mm. think you know yeah. still the argument there but also if you look at um, things like oculus rift or htc vive they're still a good four five hundred quid so it's the cheaper and they've got the first party support behind it as well like yeah. there's a game called astrobot it's so good really let me tell you yeah, grinning, grinning like a child from ear to ear every time I play it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's got some stuff on there. And you can watch films as if you're in a theatre. Big old screen. <laughs> Don't, Joe. And, uh, you know I hate stuff like that. Yeah, I, I did actually watch a film in, in VR. Which one? Uh, All is Lost. no it worked pretty well because the resolution on the screen on the vr headset isn't amazing but because your head's constantly moving because it projects the screen as quite a big screen within vr so when you're moving your head left to right it doesn't it kind of doesn't matter that the resolution's low because you'd be moving your head around anyway to see the film and Mm. I tried it without VR and then with VR and there was stuff I was picking up in the film in VR that I did not notice when I watched it normally. So I feel like I don't move my head very much when I'm in the cinema. What if, if, you're I, if I'm moving my head then I'm sat too close? Yeah. You want to be in that film though. You've, you've seen the IMAX adverts. You want to be hanging off that cliff. <laughs> Dropping my popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Scattering it to the winds. Yeah. It's uh, well, it's not a main selling point of the headset, but no, it's a point. Every VR thing does that. Like, yeah, I can VR do that is... off my phone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. But <laughs> and listen, I take your point. Like, I do think VR is really good, and I wouldn't have bought it at three hundred and fifty quid. Mm. But one hundred and fifty is pretty accessible, I think. I mean, still, still wires everywhere. It's mm. still a nightmare to set up and it's affected by things like light outside and you need space for it. And How is it affected by light? Well, so for instance, and this might be specific to me, but when I'm sat in our lounge, even with the curtains drawn sometimes, uh, when you first load games up, it first checks the camera can see you. And sometimes, you know, when it's bright light outside, it'll still go, I can't see you. <laughs> Dim the lights and come back. And I think, right. It's too bright for me to be playing video games. I guess I'll go and do something else for a while. It's his way of telling you to go outside. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Remember when we used to do that? Every every hour or two we'd say, why don't you go outside for a bit? <laughs> it's you've, good You've outside. been playing for an hour. Do you want to take a break? Oh, I'm just getting started. <laughs> just getting started. Anything else on the gift list? I was looking at maybe things like Sono speakers. Okay. Why you know wireless uh, speakers? Hearing a lot about the bar. Yeah, yeah. Turn your TV on using the bar. Because a lot of the Sonos stuff has Alexa built into it now, doesn't it? So oh, does can, it? Yeah. So you can get it to turn your TV on. Um, 
I don't have a lot of experience with the bar though. We we've I've got a couple of play ones which are the kind of bigger you know, you you hook them up to your app and you can play various music services through them. They're really good. Yeah, they are good. And they but sound amazing as well. They do. But when we came to doing our dining room and we thought we want a speaker in there, we thought, oh, we should get another Play One. And when we got to the shop, we kind of looked at the Play One, which with Alexa built it is 200 quid. And the Amazon Echo, which was 80? I think it was 60 where we were at the time. We really? thought... I mean, the Echo sounds good. Why don't we just get that one? Yeah. And I don't feel there's been a lot lost there. <laughs> I'm it's not really more about the, the ecosystem of Sonos, isn't it? Like, they want you to get the bar, then you, they want you to get speakers for all around your house and connect it all up. And Yeah. Yeah, you want to be able to, yeah, if you've got a Sonos in every room, then you can, you know, stream your music to every room of the house with one touch of a button. Whereas True. Presumably, you couldn't do that when you start mixing. I mean, I'll... I, the echoes do control sonoses you can say play music on kitchen sonos and it'll do it mm. but yeah but same with amazon that's got the whole you know play everywhere and it'll play music throughout the house yeah, yeah. find speakers you didn't even know you had <laughs> <laughs> what's that music coming from the attic i'm still not convinced by uh wireless assistance no, I'm... no, no. It's sometimes more of a more of a hassle than it's worth. My, um, mine's been unplugged for a while. Has it? Yeah. yeah. What, what have you got? The dot. Yeah. Yeah. Our dots are uh, both sat around unplugged somewhere. Mm. I think one of them never, never even made it out of the box. Right. It's. Uh, I mean, it's a good novelty at first, isn't it? And when the very first came out, it was kind of like, oh wow. This is cool, you can do this, but now you're just like a... Ish. I mean, my phone yeah, did exactly. all of that stuff anyway. I, and um, better, I would argue. Yeah. I, I still think that Alexa is trailing behind uh, Google. Yeah. When it comes to responsiveness and the right answer to questions and things like that. Yeah. I'm not looking for accuracy, though. I'm just looking to be acknowledged. <laughs> <laughs> But just notice me, Alexa. If, if you want acknowledgement, then Alexa goes above and beyond by <laughs> chiming in when nobody said anything. Yeah, ah, uh, sometimes. Oh, did I did I tell the whole thing about the Harry Potter quiz on this podcast? I don't know if I did. No, on this podcast. So I got a um, the Audible of part, partnered with Amazon to create this official Harry Potter quiz app. On, um, so you say, um, Alexa, play the Harry Potter quiz. And every day it, it, you kind of log in as yourself and it'll ask you three questions and then it tots those up and it and it gives you house points and then it compares all the house points across all the houses, across everybody. Oh, that's cool. But at the end of it, it's kind of a plug. It'll say, why not listen to Harry, Harry Potter on, huh. on, your, on your Alexa device? All you have to say is, Alexa blah 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 like play play the audiobook or whatever but the two times while we've done it it'll say all you have to say is alexa and then the alexa will start listening to itself really yeah and then it just goes silent <laughs> just kill the app it's awful but <laughs> i kind of like that jank you yeah. know i like the fact it's kind of useless <laughs> that's um yeah that's a good one my mum, I think she listened to some like Radio 4 program or something that was discussing about whether or not we should be being polite to all of our digital assistants and mm. whether that's teaching our children, you know, bad bad things about how we should be treating other people and whether it's akin to slavery and all of this uh, yeah. big questions to which my answer to all of that is I will, I will talk to my digital assistant like a real human being mm. with, you know, the level of politeness and whatever required mm -hmm. when it actually responds and it understands what I'm saying. Like right. I have to simplify what I'm saying to the basic level sometimes just to get it to do anything. But just because there's that language barrier there, does that mean you should treat it any less of a person? If I start adding pleases and thank yous into there, then it just gets confused. 
Sometimes I wait until it started processing the command and then say idiot or something like that. <laughs> Just to keep, you know, the robot in its place. Alexa, turn, all, turn the large light off. Idiot. <laughs> so my language is a bit more choice sometimes. So yeah, I'm not, I don't really have a lot of respect for my digital uh, assistants at the moment. But I have seen a couple of articles online saying like the way people are treating this robotic dog but they like you, kick it and yeah. like see if it can stand up. <laughs> yeah. They, were, they uh, I think there was a um, radio lab that covered that mm-hmm. from, they're talking to like the guy that designed the Furby. It wasn't about Furby. It was about something else that they'd made. I can't remember what the toy was, but essentially, yeah, they produced this thing which would like get upset and start crying and, stuff if you repeatedly hit it and the idea they they had was that you know this is to if you hold the toy upside down or if you you know you drop the toy or just generally bash it around mm. it's to discourage the kids from doing that because you know it responds to being treated that way and you, you're supposed to you know reinforce this learning that oh that was a bad thing that mm. i did i shouldn't do that but obviously the internet gets hold of it and starts beating the <laughs> toy to pieces and filming it and sticking it on YouTube. Yeah. The thing is as well, like we've we've already got to the stage where we've become adults and have had toys and have treated them badly but have turned into well-rounded humans. Like we don't need one. Well <laughs> I don't know. I think it's pretty stupid. I used to create bonfires out of my stuffed animals apparently when I was younger. Like wow. not not real bonfires, but I'd stick them all in a pile and pretend it was a fire. That's worrying. That yeah, is worrying. look at me now. <laughs> Posting this podcast. Now you're doing it to your uh, home assistants instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd love to see what Sid from Toy Story did with digital assistants. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to be in the new Toy Story film, I bet. Probably. You probably hack them. You. He, he, be one of these people that's yeah. wiring it up to a gun to get it to like alexa fire the gun <laughs> yeah fire the gun at the weird spider baby thing <laughs> honestly i'm more worried about what they're going to do with toy story 4 than i think i'm about the sonic the hedgehog movie yeah do you want the do you want the storyline from imdb for the sonic it's, oh, it's sing, they, single line they laid the groundwork a cop in rural town of green hills my screen there you go. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I was talking about. A cop in rural town of Green Hills will help Sonic escape from the government who is looking to capture him. Oh, are they going to play the whole like plot of this film? Are they going to play the whole like government experiment gone wrong angle? Do you think it'll turn out to be Shadow again? Do you think they'll be hunting oh, yeah. for a hedgehog and they are completely unaware of the fact that black and blue are not the same color? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Could be. Like, yeah. Do you yeah. think it'll have a scene where he surfs down a, uh, <laughs> down a, a San Francisco on a bit of helicopter that he pulled off a wing or something? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. We can only speculate. I'm excited, though. Maybe we should do a live reactions. Yeah. A, when they uh, release a full technology. trailer. Yeah. Let's sit around and yeah, film let's ourselves. Do that. Let's Raveling do that. tech react Definitely. to the Sonic trailer. We don't, that's our problem. We don't react to enough stuff. People on <laughs> Isn't YouTube that what this reacting, reacting to <laughs> stuff every day and getting millions of hits for it. All right, well, let's get some YouTube videos. Speaking on. of millions, did you see that uh, PewDiePie's pulled over a million subs ahead of T-Series? Really? Yeah. He's like, he's on cool, it. good for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas miracle. <laughs> oh, just on that as well. Did you see the reaction to the YouTube rewind video? Yeah, I did. Although from what I understand, disliking something on YouTube doesn't do anything. I saw a screenshot that was, I think doing, I guess it was another one of these race things like the PewDiePie and T-Series, who's got the highest subscriber mm. except it was which videos got the most dislikes between that and oh, justin yeah. bieber's baby yeah well the the it's point, kind of, the point get... of it is in this one the video opens with will smith 
famous YouTuber Will Smith. Uh-huh, yeah. So, like, I think that's why everyone is kicking off about it, and it's kind of what we were talking about the other week. Well, where... are people going to throw a tantrum and they're going to say, oh, YouTube, you've gone too corporate Well, that's what, in 2018? That's what they're saying. What they're saying. Well, that's tell what the, you. That's what the T-Series thing's about, though, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. That was my argument. That's not stealing my argument. <laughs> that's not my... It's everyone's argument. No, no, it was mine. Okay. <laughs> but... Well, you should weigh in on this then, Joe. This is right we are, Ali. Will Smith's got no place on YouTube. <laughs> it was more Unless he wants to start his own vlog series. Then. I think he is. I think that's why he's in there. Oh. It was more the John Oliver flossing bit that was kind oh, of yeah. or doing whatever. Late night TV host doing Fortnite dances, full of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not. I, I seem to remember the last, last year's YouTube Rewind not being amazing. Yeah, I, I don't care really. I just thought it was uh, yeah. a point worth raising. Cool. I've got one last thing for this uh, thing of presents. Um, dash cams? We're we turning into Russia. Yeah. Well, I see a lot of them Everyone's these days. has got them though, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. especially with cy- cyclists have helmet cams and stuff, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you're going to drive into a cyclist, you want your own footage as yeah, well. Yeah. The thing that gets me about these things is, so you know, they've got the whole looping recycle uh you know loop recording thing so it's constantly recording got wide ang- angle lenses but i would like to see some kind of statistic about how many accidents are caused by things that happen in front of you you know mm, i feel like an awful lot. you need to you need one for the back as well <laughs> yeah but i mean a lot of them you have to wire into the the power of your car or yeah. at least plug into your your cigarette lighter so having one is already a bit of a pain. Having the cars still have cigarette lighters. Yeah, yeah. That's weird, isn't it? My, hey, my new car's got two. Yeah. Because <laughs> you want two cigarettes while you're driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, I don't know. I it's think just it's acknowledged just, as the standard now. Yeah, I mean... This I, is how you power things in a car, yeah, apparently. So I think weird, it could maybe it? afford to have a rebrand, so instead of a picture of a cigarette on it... Just like a USB pot. Or just, <laughs> yeah, just say, car power, or yeah. something like that. Let's just call it the car power port from now on. Yeah. Because I guarantee no one has ever lit in it. Uh, never let a cigarette use in those things. No. The they're only like, reason they're there is so you can heat them up and then go... Oh, that's warm, isn't it? And then plug it back in. <laughs> they look dangerous. Yeah, yeah, they do. It's just like glowing hot bits of metal. Yeah. Can, this is just what you want in the front of a car. Hot enough to set paper on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a bit baffling. But yeah, a lot of them, the dash cams you can now plumb into, into the actual electric of your car somehow. Maybe it's that... Um, I think it's, I don't know if this is right, but I I think it's kind of generally assumed on the whole, if somebody drives into the back of you, it's Mm. their fault because they should have been maintaining a good enough stopping distance that they should have been able to stop even if you emergency stop. Yeah. So if you cover the front, then you're kind of covering yourself. Whereas if somebody drives into the back, then in theory, that's their fault automatically. Mm. so yeah if you cover the front then you can show the video of oh this person ran out in front of me without looking and i didn't have time to stop but reading an interesting thing about when you should deploy the whole i've got camera i've got dash cam footage like in the conversation after the crash (laughs) yeah there's there's various schools of thought one is that you you tell them up front you know because anything that because if you don't then it could be considered you know a there's the risk of you being accused of falsifying evidence or withholding evidence. Then there's other people saying, don't do it straight away. Wait and see what argument they put forth first when, you know, to the insurance company before you use it. And other people saying that people aren't thinking clearly in the moment. And if you, if you give them the idea that you've got some kind of definitive proof, then they'll try and take it off you or something. I don't know. It's the internet. There were a lot of opinions about what could potentially happen with dash cam footage. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was good. But you know, Thank goodness for dash cams so we can see all of those crazy Russian <laughs> things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got. Cool. I'm so, aware we're running out of time. And Adam, have you know, prepared a quiz yeah, for Yeah, I've spent about an hour on this. Yet, okay, so. well, good. Um, I'm, I'm ready. Right, okay. How do you want to do it? Do you want, do you want to each under... Give me the answer. answers first. Okay. <laughs> I'll just re- I'll read them out. I'll read them out. You just, you just give your answers. Okay, right. how, how are we scoring this? 
But it's, there's ten questions. Well, do, do you want to score it? Or do you want it just be a, a light and breezy one? It depends whether I'm going to do well or not. <laughs> What's the su- the subject of this quiz? It's uh, taking inspiration from the year in unraveling technology. Okay. Okay. Fine. So some, quiz, some of it's basically. a bit tenuous, but... Okay, fine. Okay, all right. So right. question number one. <laughs> in, in May, a widely shared audio clip left people scratching their heads in much the same way as the blue and black or white and gold dress did. The clip featured a male voice repeating a word over and over with people split over which word he was actually saying. What were the two words that people could not decide between? Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. I know this. Do you? Yes, I do know this. Okay. We'll say it on three. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> nope, that's not the right answer. <laughs> I'm just so excited. <laughs> three, two, one. It was Yanny Laurel and Laurel. Yanny. Yeah. Oh, they said it the other way around, but that's the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well done. Cheers. That's one point each. In January, two pieces of malware hit the headlines as significant vulnerabilities in modern processors were discovered, potentially giving attackers access to users' data. Name the two pieces of malware. This was on the Christmas quiz. Was it? Which we wrote. (laughs) I didn't read that quiz. Did you not? Well, no, I did the picture round, but I didn't have time to do the Uh, main one. That's that's on our uh, website, by the way. Yeah. Just plug the unravelling technology. Oh, no, now I've got nothing to say at the end. Oh. Oh, well. Um, (laughs) But yes, it was was Meltdown and it was Spectre. Mm. Yeah. In June, we tore into the latest Star Wars film, and rightly so. What year was the first ever Star Wars film released? I think I'm going to say 1977. 77, David yeah. pulls into the lead. Oh, <laughs> fine. Number four. In September, we discussed the possibility of an elevator capable of delivering materials into outer space. This would involve launching a giant cable from Earth and letting gravity take care of the rest. What would this cable be made from? Oh, it was a weird, a weird made-up sounding thing, I think. Yeah, it was. It was like proton cable or something. (laughs) Unobtainium. Pretty close. You're pretty close. Is it? Yeah. No, I don't remember. At the risk of dead air, I'm going to concede this point. Okay, it was carbon nanotubes. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Oh, the nanotubes. The nanotubes. The nanotubes. Okay, number five. Last month, we looked at how the entire works of Shakespeare could fit into a single tweet using image compression. How many plays did Shakespeare write? <sighs> I'll give uh, you some leeway if you want to guess ballpark. 30. Uh, sixty. It was thirty-seven. I can't uh, give. I can't give either of you a point there. <laughs> David is closer. Give him half a point. All right, you can have half. Um, Thanks. I was going to say like a hundred and thirty, but I think that was characters or something. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Red Dead Redemption Two was released in October to critical acclaim, breaking numerous records in the process. It was not the best-selling game that month, however. Which game was? Oh, it's going to be something like FIFA. Call of Duty. It's Call of Duty. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Red Dead was released, I think, in the last like five days of October, though, so that's yeah. kind of... That's how confident they were. Okay. David, you might not remember this because um, he hasn't really talked about it, but Joe actually went to Japan back in April. <laughs> did he? Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. Um, oh. We thought you would have uh, brought that up at some point. Yeah, yeah. We, I think we did a podcast on it. Uh, with him, he brought back some wasabi-flavoured Kit Kats. My question is, this is a th- multiple-choice question, How roughly how many flavours of Kit Kat are available in Japan? Is it A, 100, B, 150, or C, 200? Wow. Now... I thought there was going to be something lower than that. <laughs> I think that there's one for every prefecture, mm. which does not help me because I don't know how many prefectures <laughs> there are in Japan. I thought there would be less than like 50 or roundabouts. So for that reason, I'd probably gravitate towards 100. I'll go 150 for interest's sake then. It's 200. Wow. wow. Mm. I think there's there's there been even... 200 flavours of anything, are there? There's, there's been actually more. That's just what's available now. I think there's been like 500 released ever in Japan. Wow. They like him. 
like the different Kit Kats. Things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy with Kit Kat Chunky. Do they have to start <laughs> mixing stuff luxury. up? Do they have strawberry and then uh, strawberry, strawberry and wasabi? Yeah. <laughs> strawberry and cream. <laughs> strawberry and cream and wasabi. Okay, question eight. Back in June, we got a little bit distracted one episode and recorded almost an entire episode on escape rooms. The question is, in which country did escape rooms originate? Can anyone say? I want to say something Scandinavian. I say America. America? America. <laughs> Might be Germany because they like puzzles. They do like puzzles. Sweden. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't get this, Joe. It's Japan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah. Can I see some facts? To see some proof on that. Um, Google Unless it. I'm the one that said that they, they originated from Japan, in which case we don't need facts. <laughs> no, I went on a I went on an escape room quiz for that question. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I know they have some crazy stuff in Japan. Uh, it's crazy escape rooms. They're, they're doing multiple things off video game franchises. Like there's mm. a Metal Gear Solid escape room, for instance. That's cool. Okay, you have to trail that. a guard around and like hide from them in oh, lockers and stuff. Yeah, I'll do that definitely. Mm. Get like a cardboard box, get under that. Are yeah, they going to use guard that pretends kind of... he can't see you in the cardboard <laughs> box. Are they going to do that kind of have the guards act with a video gamey logic? Like they follow the set path? Yeah, just... I think that was the idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would be amazing. That would be good. Just get like a sleep, music. get like a sleep dart, but it's just a Nerf gun. <laughs> Choke them out. Okay, question nine. Uh, in 2018, we let the Kickstarter of the week slip a little bit, but our first Kickstarter came in February and was called Die With Me. What is Die With Me? I remember this one. I, do, I remember this one, yeah. It's a, it's a chat room, isn't it, for people for your mobile phones. Yeah. You know, is it like you can only join it when you've got 5% or less battery, something like that? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> 5% or less battery, yeah. But there just weren't a lot of Kickstarters this year, Adam. No, no. Just dying down, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay, number 10 could only be about Elon Musk. Uh, Elon Musk featured prominently on the Unraveling Tech podcast during 2018, with us actually having to throw an episode away during Submarine Gate. <laughs> this year... Among many other things, he sent a car into space. What song was played on a loop through the car's speakers during its voyage? Mm. I'm pretty sure it's some David Bowie thing. I know it was Bowie. I don't know whether it was Starman. Life on Mars or... I think it was Starman. Yeah, I do. It's like... Life on Mars, the ground control to Major Tom or Starman <laughs> would all be great choices, right? Go for I'm going to say Starman. It was Space Oddity. You oh, did say, I'll give you half a point for that because you got David Bowie. Yeah, that was good. Useless, silly. <laughs> well, I think David won that one. Uh, he did. But I've also got Tiebreaker as did well. You? Yeah. Great. Go on. Just in case. Uh, on what date was our 100th episode published? 100th. Because that was this year. I wouldn't even be able to remember the month. It's been a very, very long year. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was... Well, this is 118th episode, yeah. right? So basically That's kind of about 18 weeks plus several weeks that we missed. Yeah, ago. I, I feel like it was pretty early in the year, maybe even January, although I... I can't believe that we'd have You only think we did 18 this year? Yeah. I think we did more than 18 this year. <laughs> okay. Um, March. David, do you want to hazard a guess? Uh, how many weeks would 18 podcasts be? Uh, well, 18 weeks, wouldn't it? How many months is that? <laughs> Divided by four. I did well, fifty-two weeks. for a month. Um, I haven't said. I haven't told you this actually. I went to Japan <laughs> in uh, April for a month. Yeah, so I think that was a good, a good four weeks written off. Yeah, it was probably. And then, of course, oh, you were you were off for earlier this year, getting married and what have you. So that that was another three or four weeks. So there were probably a good two months there at least. Let's say the. 
Somethings of June. It was the tenth of May. Oh, uh, okay. Mm. Oh, surprised. And that is the end of the quiz. Thanks, well, Adam. That's all right. Great. <laughs> you could do that every week if you want. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, that was 2018 then. Yeah. Looking forward to 2019. Got any resolutions? No, I haven't thought about it yet. Mm. Last year I said I was going to make a game and I didn't. Still a couple of weeks. Mm. I know, I need to get on Twine and knock up something in five minutes and then yeah. go, yeah, I've done it. You're only kidding yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I half made fun. a game. There I could go. finish that. Could you though? <laughs> no. How about... <laughs> New Year's resolution, get the marble run thing on the wall. Yeah, surely. Surely it's possible. <laughs> uh, well, stick with us to find out if we actually manage that. Um, let's wrap up for the last time this year. So you can send us emails. We will read them over the festive season. If you want to send us them physically, then do a little Christmas card. Oh, I've got to do Christmas cards. <laughs> we're also on uh, on twitter at unraveling tech and we got the blog unraveling.technology with all of the picture and quiz rounds from our, our christmas quiz and uh if you haven't left us a review on itunes please do but we'll be back next year enjoy your christmas period and from me joe david and adam we'll see you in 2019 thank you very much for listening and goodbye bye bye, bye.